0: Alright Manitoba welcome back to another episode ladies and gentlemen I hope you're having a wonderful day as always real fast Manitoba like share subscribe do all that good stuff that helps out the show uh, especially sharing that really does help you can follow me on Facebook and Twitter or sorry Facebook and YouTube that's Manitoba Freethinker podcast Twitter TikTok Rumble Minds Liberty. Pretty much all the rest is MB FreeThinker. If you want to send me an email, that's mbfreethinker at, g, uh, at gmail.com. Or you can go to my website at mbfreethinker.wordpress.com. Man, that's a lot, Manitoba. All right, uh, real fast. Um, I'm just going to get in today's show. Like, I don't know if you guys read... Uh, Seeing the news, obviously, I'll just point out real fast that the uh, second uh, suspect in the stabbing in Saskatchewan is dead. Uh, he was arrested and then went into medical distress while he was in custody of the RCMP and uh, then was pronounced dead. So I don't know what happened. I'm assuming he was on a shitload of drugs. That's probably what happened. But uh, either way, that's a good thing, I think. I mean, I would have been happy with seeing them rot in prison as well. But uh, either way, so they're both dead. Uh, My heart still goes out to the victims. And the other kind of news that's not really Manitoban is um, the Queen is also dead. Which, uh, I mean, honestly, Manitoba, I'm indifferent to this. I'm not happy, but I'm not. Like she's a ninety-six-year-old lady, so she lived a good life, a long life. Um, she's just—I honestly, my opinion—in twenty twenty-two, it's crazy that we still have that like there's still a monarchy, and technically Canada is a part of it. Um, that she's just a queen because she was born into it. But either way, so she's dead. Um, and obviously, uh, Canada being whatever a part of it, the monarchy. Manitoba leaders reflect from CBC, or sorry, the Winnipeg Sun. Manitoba leaders reflect on Queen's relationship with the province following her death. Manitoba's Lieutenant Governor Janice Filman reflected on Queen Elizabeth's relationship with the Prairie Province in a statement issued shortly after her death today. Quote, Her Majesty enjoyed a wonderful relationship with all of the people of Manitoba during her six visits to our province. Filman said in a statement, she spent time in communities large and small throughout the province, making numerous lasting personal connections, end quote. Uh, Queen Elizabeth died at the age of 96 and was the longest serving monarch in Canadian history. Quote from Queen Elizabeth, the first official visit as Princess Elizabeth in 1951 to her most recent visit as Queen in 2010, she was welcomed with great love and admiration for her service to Canada and her dedication to the serving her subjects around the world with dignity, uh, sorry, dignity, grace, and humility. Isn't that crazy? Let Manitoba in 2022, quote, her dedication to serving her subjects. <laughs> That's right, Manitoba were her subjects. The Queen made 22 official visits to Canada during her time on the throne, stopping in every single province and territory. Premier Stephenson said she was saddened to learn of the death of the Queen and also reflected on a, quote, special relationship she had with Manitoba. The Queen made stops in Winnipeg, Churchill, Brandon, Bougeser, Norway House, Carman, Gillam, Flin Fawn, Swan River, The Paw, Portage of Prairie, Oakville, Dugald, and Dauphin during her six visits to Manitoba. Quote, the Queen celebrated Manitoba's centenary, toured many locations and businesses, and made personal connections with thousands of Manitobans, Stephenson said. And she said the Queen led with determination, commitment, dedication, and purpose. Quote, Her majesty Majesty showed great strength of mind and character, loyalty, steadfastness, and determination. In a statement, B- Mayor Brian Bowman, mayor for only two more months, said Elizabeth's death is the end of an era, <laughs> saying few people will forget where they were or what they were doing when they heard that que- the Queen's death. Really? Uh, the, which was announced at 12.30 p.m. today. Both Bowman and Stephenson commended the Queen's promise to devote her life to service. (laughs) What a joke. The Queen's accomplishment uh, accomplished this and so much more, Stephenson said. Wow. They just go on, eh? And, oh yeah, Manitoba. The other bit of news coming out from Manitoba is Manitoba MP Candace Bergen won't seek re-election from the Brandon Sun. Manitoba Conservative MP Candace Bergen declined to delve into her political future Tuesday, including whether she'll jump into provincial politics after announcing she won't seek re-election after 14 years. Quote, I'm not ready to retire from everything, Bergen, 57, said in an interview on Tuesday. I want to see what other opportunities might be available and other passions and interests I could pursue, but I'm leaving on my terms and I felt this was a good time. First elected in Portage, Liscar, in 2008, Bergen has served the sprawling riding for 14 years and as interim leader of the polarized Progressive Conservative Party for the last seven months. The latter, she said, has been very rewarding, very gratifying to see the caucus reunited and come together again. Her job as interim leader ends this weekend when members select their new leader, in as many years with, uh, let me see, 6,000, oh, sorry, 678,708 eligible votes in the process, the party is by membership the largest in Canadian history. Quote, it's been so positive to have been the leader and really helped facilitate that. I And I felt I want to leave on a high note, said Bergen. So, yeah, so there you go. Uh, with the Progressive Conservative Party Manitoba languishing in the polls after ousting an unpopular Premier Brian Pallister as leader and replacing him with the so far less popular Heather Stephenson, some are waiting to see if Bergen seeks to take the reins. <laughs> that is so funny. But I think the whole party's in trouble. I don't think she, it would... <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it would help if she went uh, in, dipped into uh, provincial politics. I'm sure she's. Uh, she said she's going to do something. But is she going to stick with the PCs, or maybe is she going to go with the Keystone Party in Manitoba? But either way, Manitoba. This is actually the whole point of the show. Is what I really want to talk about, and that's the upcoming civic election, which is like I've said a million times, October twenty-six. But it's funny because is is the only time politicians tell the truth is when they start shit-talking about each other because we're getting close to election and it's starting. It's kind of funny. But before I get into that, uh, mayoral candidate Rick Schoen calls for firing of Winnipeg Police Chief Danny Smith. Rival candidate Sean Looney pledges more jobs. Scott Gillingham pitches plan on construction spending. From CBC News, a Winnipeg mayoral candidate says one of his first acts if he's elected will be to fire police chief Danny Smith. Although the mayor does not have that power. (laughs) Quote, it's never a good feeling to stand and call one person out and one leadership position out. But going forward as new mayor, there's no way that I could see that we could continue on a current leadership, on the current leadership. Rick Schoen said Thursday, standing in front of the Winnipeg Police Headquarters on Graham Avenue. Problems with morale among police officers, rising violent crime, and falling public trust in police are all reasons Schoen cited for the city to replace Smythe as chief. I mean, I agree with a lot of it, but... I mean, he he can't fire the chief. Shown acknowledged that the mayor does not have the authority to unilaterally hire or fire the police chief. The Winnipeg Police Board has that power, with five to seven members of that board appointed by city council. I mean, our Winnipeg Council just votes in lockstep, so... I mean, if Bowman wanted it done, it definitely would have got done. Schoen said he would sit on the police board until he delivered on that province and a replacement for Smythe took over. Oh my god, I can only imagine what he would want to replace him with. Smythe's contract expires at the end of November 2023. As an example of why he feels the chief should lose his job, Sean pointed out, Uh, to the Winnipeg Police Association blaming Smythe for morale problems among police officers following the suicide of a Winnipeg Police Constable last year. Shone also criticized comments by the chief earlier this summer after a string of violent incidents at the Forks when he said this is not new. So Shone doesn't like when our Winnipeg Police Chief tells the truth because it's not new. There was nothing new about it. So it's uh, this sounds like virtual signaling. I mean, he thinks he's going to get some votes out of it. Uh, the mayoral candidate compared the situation to a losing sports team. Quote, "We we can work with the team and change the player. We could work with the team and change the players and try to inspire them and motivate them as much as we can, but at some point we all know it comes time where we have to change the captain," Shone said. Yeah, well, yeah. We have to change the leadership and this and in this case it's much more serious than a sports team. And this is one of the top paid positions in the city. Thank God uh Bowman's out because that is how I feel about Bowman. We like he's gotta go. So Like I said, Manitoba, we're like two months away. Less than two months away. uh, Shone? What's his name? Shone? Sean? Shone? He wants to fire the police chief. (laughs) This one I love, Manitoba. From CBC News. Gillingham, class act. Winnipeg mayoral candidate Gillingham pledges more cash for roads, blames rival for pothole woes. When I first read that I was like, oh, "Okay, like who's his rival?" Gillingham has been a city councilman for 8 years. So I'm thinking, is he blaming Bowman? No. And you know why he doesn't want to blame Bowman is because he voted lockstep with Bowman. Everything Bowman wanted Gillingham was his right hand man. So if you think Bowman's to blame for the city, Gillingham just lockstep with him. Winnipeg mayoral candidate Scott Gillingham says Winnipeg would spend more of its own money on road repairs if he's elected next month. With less money with less money for roads coming in from other levels of government, Winnipeg's next mayor will have no choice but to dig deeper on infrastructure spending funding. Sorry, he said Tuesday. Speaking in river Heights Gillingham promised to the top to top up the city's contribution to road repairs. Let me just there you go. Let me send it over uh speaking in River Heights Gillingham promised to top up the city's contribution to road repair spending by twelve point five million a a year for four years. The city plans on spend uh, to spend one hundred and forty one million on road repairs with a hundred and twelve million coming from Money it raises itself. Federal and provincial funding for roads is slated to decline next year by $42 million, budget documents say. With the expire, uh, expiring federal and provincial road renewal agreements this year, the next mayor will need to show both senior levels of government that Winnipeg is doing its part before we could expect them to renew their own investments, he said speaking on a supporter's lawn in River Heights. Gillingham has spent the past eight years as a city councillor for St. James. (laughs) St. James has horrible streets, by the way. Like, they do construction on that all year, every year, for the last 20 years of my life. He also served as finance chair on outgoing Mayor Brian Bowman's Executive Policy Committee. For the past eight years, Manitoba, he's been Brian Bowman's right-hand man. But he's not blaming Bowman. That's the funny thing. He's accepting no responsibility himself. Gillingham, I'll continue. Gillingham nonetheless said Winnipeg has underspent on infrastructure for decades. Okay, like the last decade. Quote, we're in pre. Uh, We're here because previous administrations neglected our infrastructure because of short-term thinking, short-term priorities, and short-term politics, he said. (laughs) Here it is, Manitoba. Gillingham singled out former Mayor Glenn Murray, a rival candidate this fall, for reducing road repair funding during his final years in office. Murray served as mayor from 1998 to 2004, We're in the year 2022, and Gillingham is bringing up shit from 98 to 04. Meanwhile, this dipshit has been city council for the last eight years. Bowman, for the last eight... You know what I mean, Manitoba? It's so frustrating when these people refuse to see what we all see. Like, you're blaming the city... Can, like the elected officials and he's one of them and the, the rest of the articles <laughs> you'll see are follow this thread um if you think that's ancient okay wait so murray served as mayor from 1998 to 2004 total city spending on public works including road repairs declined from 150 million In 2001 to $148 in 2004. (laughs) That's what this guy's bringing up. Like, un-fucking-believable. If you think it's ancient history, well, he's running on his record, Gillingham said. Glenn Murray's record shows that no one's running for office in this Winnipeg election today is more likely to neglect infrastructure than Glenn Murray, end quote. I think running on your record, Gillingham, shows that for the past eight years, you couldn't get it done being a city councilman. So why would we give you more power and more authority and make you our mayor? Because you haven't been able to get it done in the past eight years. You just want to shit talk a guy from 04. So, Murray responded in a statement by calling Gillingham's comments a, quote, fragment of the truth because he did not cite spending on sewers. Murray also said Gillingham's planned additional spending on roads would not keep pace with inflation. So, I mean, there's nothing more classic when our current elected officials are talking shit about our current state of the city. When they've been in charge. It's classic. Uh, I got this immediate news release from Don Woodstock. Like I said, Manitoba, the shit talking continues. As a, At a candidate's forum yesterday, Jenny Motluck. I'm going to butcher these names, by the way. Walked out because she couldn't handle a tough dis- discussion. Now, I am being threatened with a lawsuit. Should candidates fear lawsuits after debates? Question mark. Should Jenny Motluck be invited to future debates or forums? So this is from Don Woodstock. Motluck using Phil, Phil shegel's lawyer to threat, threaten suing Woodstock. Please see the attached to this release, an email from John Motluck and Bayview construction lawyer, who is... Phil Schiegel and Sam Katz lawyer threatening to sue me after a healthy debate. I have asked the question several times quote, If Jenny were mayor, could she keep her brother's company, one of the largest contractors of the city of Winnipeg, separate from her, or would it be a conflict of interest? End quote. We now know the answer. She can't and she won't. So here's the letter that, uh, I guess, um, Don Woodstock got uh, from the lawyer. Dear sir, I have been retained by Bayview Construction Limited. I have reviewed the video of your speaking this afternoon to a number of people. You gave a speech to quite a large number of people in which you, implied by innuendo, Bayview was providing either falsely priced work or bribes to the city of Winnipeg, in order to receive contracts. This is an outrageous and defamatory statement by you and very clearly defamatory. Please take notice that a lawsuit will be brought against you shortly on behalf of John Mokaluk personally and by implication, Bayview Construction Limited and its other owners, Blake Karshuk and Jeff Krawitz. As indicated above, you are now on notice. Any further statements of this sort made by you will result in much larger damages. Hmm. There you go. So I guess uh, Jenny's brother is gonna sue Don, and and Don has got good ideas, but Manitoba. Jenny's got some good ideas too and i'm i'm despite these crazy accusations ooh check this out axing photo radar freezing wages for winnipeg city workers right there i mean i wish it said like decreasing wages but i know that's never going to happen axing f- axing photo radar is awesome don't get me wrong but freezing wages for winnipeg city workers is the icing on the cake. So I, I will request that all the mayoral hopefuls pledge that as well. And Don, come on Don, pledge that. From CBC News. 2008 Mayor runner-up also wants to eliminate Winnipeg Police Board reverse changes to Canada Day event. Cutting city spending and reducing the money to city uh, collects from Winnipeggers form part of the platform mayoral candidate Jenny McCluck unveiled on Wednesday. In her first major policy announcement since launching her campaign, the business consultant and runner-up in Winnipeg's 2018 mayoral election says she wants the city to stop increasing the tax bill for homeowners who improve their homes by adding a new deck or finished basement and eliminate photo radar traffic ticket program. Two excellent ideas. Both beautiful. To make up for lost revenue, Motluck says she would freeze wages for all city workers who make more than $75,000 a year. What an excellent plan. Get rid of some bullshit, red tape, and bullshit taxes. And to make up for it, we won't take our taxes and pay it to city government employees. Like, that is brilliant. Quote, I will not increase taxes on struggling Winnipeggers so that we can give raises to civic employees who are already making more than 75000 a year, she said during a campaign announcement with a group of supporters in front of the Kildonan Park pool. There are more than 4,000 city employees on the compensation disclosure list, said Motluck, Says every one of them would have their wages frozen once their existing collective bargaining agreements expire. How about uh, also the mayor? Maybe gets a little decrease. Miss Motkaluk, I don't think. Like, what did they make? Two hundred fifty thousand a year, I think. That could be way off. My uh, quote. My position is that we're going to freeze the wages of every one of Winnipeg's highest-paid employees until the rest of Winnipeg has a chance to revive and then thrive, end quote, she said. The head of the city's largest union called Motluck's plan, quote, unrealistic, obviously, he would, and said it would uh, worsen problems with recruitment and retention. Quote, it sounds like a desperate attempt by a mayoral candidate that is out of touch with Winnipegers and working-class families, said Gord Delbridge, president of the Canadian Union of Public Employees, Local 500. Why, Gord? Like, you don't think Winnipeggers want to save money on taxes and stop paying civic employees inflated wages? (laughs) I think most would agree with uh, Jenny on this one. Quote, the last thing we need to be seeing right now at this point in time is cuts and wage freezes. He also said he plan, uh, the plan could interfere with collective bargaining agreements between the unions and the city. Would it? She said when all the agreements are like done or when they expire. Motlick is running to replace Brian Bowman, who is not seeking a third term as Winnipeg's mayor. Uh, she also said Wednesday she would push to reverse a decision by the Forks to change Canada Day celebration, in light of discovery of the potentially unmarked graves at former residential school sites. Another beautiful proposition, man, Jenny, you just may have my vote. Quote, this year there was some controversy about whether or not we should celebrate Canada Day. I like to say Manitoba, but there was no controversy here at the Manitoba Freethinker podcast. We celebrated Canada Day. We always have and always will. So, sorry. Quote, this year was uh, some controversy on whether or not we should celebrate Canada Day. And I'm a proud Canadian and I love my country unconditionally, she said, drawing applause from her supporters within the campaign pledge. I agree with that. Uh, By the way, I got banned by Mayoral Hopeful Rana Bukhari because she said she was okay with pointing out Canadian atrocities on Canada Day, but is against pointing out atrocities performed by other countries on their Independence Day. And then once she realized how it sounded on Twitter, that she was perfectly okay with it, and she said she would do it, then she deleted the tweet and blocked me. So, Rihanna Bukhari does not like Canada Day. Um, Motluck also said that she would replace the three city-appointed members of the Forks-North Portage Partnership Board with people who would support her vision of the Canada Day event. Well done. She also, She also wants to put Winnipeg police officers on city buses and would lobby the provin- uh, provincial government to eliminate the Winnipeg Police Board as part of its planned review of the Police Services Act. Police on bus is a good idea. Police walking the beat, better idea. The Winnipeg Police Board serves as a veal between the Winnipeg Police Service let me say that again. The Winnipeg Police Board serves as a veal between the Winnipeg Police Service, she said. It's a very convenient excuse for why we can't seem to get a handle on public safety in Winnipeg. I'm a dummy, so I'm probably reading that wrong, but whatever. That was her quote. On infrastructure, Motluck would extend northeast Winnipeg's Chief Pegasus Trail west to Route 90 and build water and sewer services to Centiport, in order to spur development. Motluck captured 30, 36% of the popular vote in 2018, losing to Bowman, who received 53%. And then we found out how that went. All those wonderful years with Brian Bowman. So she is, oh yeah, Manitoba, that's the other thing, is she is now one of 15 candidates running. Because as of two days ago, I think, let me pull it up real fast. Vincent Gabriel, at September 6th, registered to be Winnipeg's next mayor. I have no idea, there's no website, so I don't know who Vincent Gabriel is. But now we have 15 candidates. And honestly, Manitoba, my vote is going to be so far between Jenny, Don, I don't know much about Christopher Clacchio, maybe Rick Schoen, maybe Sean Looney. I won't vote for Gillingham, eight years as a, as a city councilman. Vulcan Ouellette. I think he was a former MP. Randy Bukhari, former MP. Glenn Murray, former Winnipeg mayor who bailed. He's totally in it for himself. Kevin Klein, city councilman. So, I mean, I won't vote for someone who's been in it and part of the problem for the last four to eight years and now claiming that they're going to fix it. That's a joke to me. So, yeah, so Jenna, uh, Jenny Motluck Mot-ka-luck, has some good ideas, that's for sure. Ronnie Bakari released a plan meant to encourage owners of service parking lots to develop their property since she wants to amend zoning bylaws to reduce the number of parking spots businesses must have, blah, blah, blah. I don't care, Rana, you blocked me. This is what I mean. Like, (laughs) This is how fucked up our city is. Winnipeg sent Amazon packing when e-commerce giant wanted to build facility, says Mayorial Candidate. Council not being informed tells me we have a serious problem within the city of Winnipeg, says Kevin, Ca- Kevin Klein. Mayor, hopeful, current or, current or former city councilman, whatever you want to call him, but yeah, Winnipeg has a big problem and you are part of it. Or at least you've been a part of it. But Manitoba, this story is crazy because like Amazon got sent packing and our elected officials didn't even know about it. So we have like just Winnipeg bureaucrats, bureaucrats making decisions that should be left up to our elected officials so they could be held responsible and accountable. Obviously, by us voting. So, uh, who is this from? CBC News. Online retail giant Amazon wanted to build a facility in Winnipeg employing some 2,000 people, but was turned down by city administrators and councils were never told about it. An organization uh, representing the company approached the city earlier this year to discuss construction, on the city's eastern edge, in the Transcona neighborhood, Klein said, as part of the proposal, he said Amazon requested that an underpass be built at Dougald Road and Ravenhurst Street. The city administration declined, according to Klein, who said he learned about the proposal through development community insiders. Get this, a second proposal was then made with Amazon offering to cover the cost of the underpass if the city issued funding through tax increment financing, a mechanism that uses future tax revenue to stimulate development over several years to cover the cost, some of the cost. Again, the city saw no value in that opportunity and declined. So Klein was not aware of the facility was to be a warehouse distribution center or a cloud computing server hub. Oh, he was not aware of what it was meant to be. Amazon already has two delivery warehouses in the city. One is on Regent Avenue West in Transcona and the other is on Plymouth Street on in the in- Inkster Industrial Park and both became operational in December 2021. As a result of the city's snub, the company's new facility is being built along Centreport, Canada, Canada Way, near Winnipeg's northwest uh, edge, but in an area that is within the rural municipality of Rosser. (laughs) Quote, we lose not only, you know, the opportunity to talk about the fact that we brought Amazon to Winnipeg and that we're rejuvenating our economy. At a time when we need it the most. But we're also losing 50 to 100 years of property taxes. That would come from such a facility. (laughs) That's so classic. This is what I mean. Winnipeg is broken. That's why I refuse to vote for someone that's been part of the problem. I understand that Kevin Klein is saying he didn't know about it. But the fact that you've been a counselor and you don't know about it means you're part of the problem, buddy. You're obviously not good at your job. So, I mean... (laughs) This is Winnipeg. So, I mean, as we get closer to uh, October 26th, more and more shit-talking will obviously start. And beware, Manitoba, because... Just like the federal politics, provincial, um, they're going to promise us the world. Winnipeg politicians, Manitoba politicians, it seems like, have no problem, no remorse, promising everything, and completely under-delivering. And it seems like Winnipeg, Manitoba, we have such a goldfish mentality where we just forget. Because believe it or not, I don't know if he still is, but Glenn Murray was leading the polls at one time, which is, blows my mind away. He literally got elected, then got reelected, and halfway through his term, he quit. He literally quit being a mayor. He quit on Winnipeggers. And now he's acting like he's going to be in it for Winnipeg. It's such a joke. And then we're reading articles about Gillingham calling out calling out, um, Glenn Murray from 04 when he's been a, a city council for the last eight years. Klein, who apparently doesn't even know the opportunities that were supposed to come to Winnipeg, has been a sitting city councilman. So it seems like our councilman for the past four to eight years has just been phoning it in. You know what I mean, Manitoba? So Which brings me to my last point before I go. I know this show went a little long. There are still areas with no competition. Fort Rouge, East Fort Garry. It's just Sherry Rollins. North Kildonan. Just Jeff Browardy, Old Kildonan. Devi Sharma. And Manitoba, unfortunately, my area, Saint Norbert, Sand River, just Marcus Chambers. So I encourage anyone and everyone, if you're, if you have some sort of passion for Winnipeg, to improve Winnipeg for Winnipeggers. Sign up and run. I'll encourage you. I'll promote you. I don't want to see Marcus Chambers re-elected. I don't want to see any any of these people just re-elected. All of them. The past four years, four to eight years, every single one of them, if you go look at their voting record, it's just, they're all lockstep, 7-0, 7-0, 7 13 They all vote the same. It's like they've just been phoning it in for the past four years, and it always never seems to positively benefit Manitobans or Winnipeggers. You know what I mean? No, you can't, Um, like for, for provincial, you can't rent out your pool when it's plus 30. Uh, for Winnipeg, you no you can't you still can't own a pit bull. <laughs> no, you can't have chickens. Um, when they talk about increasing taxes or, uh, on a provincial side, they're talking about taxing um, Airbnb. So it's like every time the, the, the man is tries to make a little bit of money, it's Winnipeg council shuts it down. So all of these council people, men and women, are part of the problem. We need fresh blood, one hundred percent. You know, when I was at the speech for Kevin Klein with his his little uh, meet and greet, he was going on claiming that it's essential for Winnipeg to elect someone with experience. Yet, Kevin Klein has was a sitting councilman, and he's literally almost bragging about the fact that. He, he didn't even know what was going on in his own backyard. You know what I mean? He had to find out from his buddies or his insiders. So how could you go and say that we need, we need to elect someone with experience when our experienced political class isn't getting the job done? I, I personally believe we need 100% fresh, new blood people Who are in it, I know it sounds cliche, but for the people. Just regular, hard-working people. That's why, honestly, like, Don Woodstock, great ideas. Jenny Mott, like, she, man, I hope these aren't just promises. Axing photo radar, freezing wages for Winnipeg city workers. Those are brilliant. You know what I mean? Like, um, And I haven't heard her push the EV thing. Unfortunately, Don Woodstock does push that, and I—we're not ready. So, uh, and then she's not afraid to uh, be proud to be Canadian. You know what I mean? That 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 uh, apparently takes balls in Manitoba. But either way, Manitoba—it's been forty minutes, and I'm trying to make these only a half hour. So, uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Like I said, the shit-talking is uh, starting to heat up. So I'll try and keep you guys informed as much as I can. It's classic when they shit-talk because that is the only time they tell the truth is when they bash their coworkers, <laughs> Like people they've been working with for the last eight years together in collaboration. They're now talking shit about each other. It's so classic. But either way, Manitoba, love you guys so much. And I will be back on Tuesday. Bye.